0: everybody, welcome to today's edition of the One Million by One Million podcast. I'm here with Ashwini Anburajan, 22X Fund, and we're looking forward to getting to know you, Ashwini, and the activities of the 22X Fund. Thank you. So why don't we start by um, hearing a little bit about yourself as well as the fund? What is your investing focus? How big is the fund? What size investments do you like to make?
1: Sure. Um, so just a little bit about me. I'm a serial entrepreneur. Um, 22X Fund is really, I would say, my third company, um, and I am one of 10 co-founders of it. Okay. And um The just my background briefly is I was a journalist. I worked for NBC News, covered politics, and then went to business school and came out and started working for BuzzFeed, which you would have never heard of when I started there, um, and ended up building a data network uh, that tracked the reading habits of over 500 million people, built an ad network on top of it. A lot of the stuff that you're seeing in the news is something that I definitely um, in those areas worked in, uh, you know, kind of social Social demographics, personality types, targeting, mm-hmm. et cetera, and um, went on to build a company uh, called OpenUp, which helped uh, consumers um, access and sell their data directly to brands. And mm-hmm. uh, that ad tech co- it became an ad tech company that does a lot of ad targeting. It's still running um, and is actually part of 22x Fund. Um, so. What 22X Fund is is very unusual in the market, and it speaks to the disruption that blockchain is having globally, um, but especially in the financial markets overall. 22X is a portfolio of startups, uh, essentially a startup index of 30 fast-growth companies that have tokenized their equity. What I mean by that is that the fund holds 10% equity across all 30 companies, and that Those are backed by tokens or, you know, cryptocurrency that can be traded on the market. So it's the very first time that investors can put money into a portfolio of pre-vetted startups um, rather than just giving money to VCs and having them select companies, and then also allowing those investors to get returns that lack all the fees, et cetera, that come with venture capital. Um, It allows you to invest at a lower amount and it allows you to get up to 2X higher returns because we're eliminating the venture capital fee structure. The way that 22X started was that Mike, I was accelerator last summer, um, along with 30 other companies who were all part of the summer summer 2017 batch. We were batch 22, actually. And um, we saw what was happening in the cryptocurrency market versus the venture capital market. The venture capital market for early-stage companies was shrinking, while the ICO market... Um, was growing rapidly, and there was an announcement made last summer in July that ICOs had put more money into early-stage companies than actually venture capital had. And as founders, um, who are naturally disruptive, innovative, we sort of looked at each other and said, we'd be foolish not to pursue this, um, because this is actually where the market is moving. People want to directly invest. They want to trade their investments. They want liquidity immediately, And so what we decided to do was um, we put together an offering. It took half a year, really, or more than that now, um, where we combined our equity, we put it on the blockchain, we tokenized it, and we made it tradable. Um, So Mm. 22X is a really unusual experiment. It is uh, meant to disrupt early-stage venture capital, and it's actually the first time that founders have come together in a collaborative fashion, cooperatively, to take control of their own funding process and rather than just fund one company, fund all thirty at the same time. And um, how does it work? How many uh, investors
0: are investing in twenty two x across the thirty portfolio companies?
1: So essentially um, when you buy tokens uh, you know in or cryptocurrency in twenty two x twenty two x coins, you are receiving up to 10% equity across the tokens. Represent up to 10% equity across all 30 companies. Um, we're still in the middle of the race, but what we're seeing is that we're vastly and rapidly expanding global access to high-growth investments. Um, and so there, are, we can take thousands of investors, unlike um, you know a traditional. Um, so how many investors startup. do you have currently? Um. Currently, we are still raising the fund. Um, we're partially halfway through the raise. We're raising $35 million, And we have over 2,500 investors on our, you know, sort of who've come through our process right now. And we'll probably net out, you know, probably, I would, I would say, with um, actual investors putting money in, I expect a few thousand.
0: And uh, what is the denomination that each of these investors tend to put in?
1: So there, um, there's a vast difference in, uh, between the United States and the rest of the world in terms of securities laws. And so, what we are doing in the United States, um, investors invest at $100,000 minimum, uh, which is, you know, if they were ever considering investing in a VC fund, that those minimums are generally five million. Um, whereas uh, at 22x, you can invest $100,000. It gets very interesting internationally because the minimum investment is $10,000, so it's much more reachable for many people. And a lot of people with cryptocurrency holdings, like Bitcoin or Ether, um, are using this as an investment vehicle to put money into something that is backed by real assets. Most cryptocurrencies are not necessarily backed by anything. Um, They're the potential of a future market where that token represents value. Um, Whereas we're bringing a currency into the market that is actually um, a security. So it's backed by real assets, you will get real returns and it's been very appealing to, to a wide set of investors. And of the money that you have already raised,
0: is that money available? Is that money liquid already that, such that your 30 portfolio companies are able to access that working capital?
1: Um, they will access it once we fully close the fund.
0: So you have to raise another be $17 million before they will get a, any access. Yeah. Yeah. I see.
1: yeah, we'll, we'll fully close the fund, we'll be able to then distribute the capital, and then the most important thing is that the investors will begin to trade, so they don't have to hold on it if they don't want to, they can sell it, they can wait for companies to maybe raise Series A, generate some news, you know, kind of increase the value of the token, and then, and then trade it themselves, because generally, you know, most private markets are very illiquid, they uh, do not allow you to exit quickly once you put an investment in. And this is really turning that on its head. And what, um, how, does the, the, how do the portfolio companies get money? How much is each getting? So each company has given up up to 10% equity in their companies. They've all, they're all giving up the same amount. So they can give up anywhere between, you know, so essentially they're giving up 10%. They'll get a million in funding. So we'll be funding 30 companies at once at 000, 000 a million dollars apiece and um, they will be able to use that for working capital. Independently, my company and all the other 30 have already, if you look at our individual raises with investors and venture capitalists, we have raised about $25 million on our okay. so, And that's
0: independently. Then that's not through 22X. Yes. That's separate. Yes, Each of those our, companies well, are going in. Doing their own fundraisers, I see. Okay. Yeah. And, and what, do you, what do you expect the trajectory to be? These token investors who are coming into your fund, the 22X fund, um, with each of these um, tokens, are they, wh- what is the pool of investors that they are likely to be trading in, that you expect them to be trading in?
1: So there's a, not, there's a huge movement in the market um, to basically tokenize everything. Um, and, you know, you saw 2017 be the year of the, what we call the utility token, so the token that represents money for a marketplace. So every ICO that comes in, what they're generally trying to do is create an ecosystem and a marketplace around their token and their coin, so it's going to be used mm-hmm. to buy goods and services. Um, this is a different type of token. It's an asset class. And so what we'll see in 2018 and moving forward, which is where the market's going, is that more assets are actually going to be tokenized so that there's going to be a wider pool of ownership, especially in areas like real estate, venture capital funds are moving in this direction, slowly moving in this direction, startup indexes or uh, private equity funds, those types of things. You can even tokenize a portfolio of art. Um, These assets, because they're considered real assets, have to be traded on separate exchanges than where utility tokens are traded because they're governed under a different set of rules and are much more closely monitored by the SEC and other financial bodies. And so what we're seeing is that these investors can begin to trade the token um, at the start of probably mid-summer when a lot of these exchanges are going to be opening. Um, and so our token will be ready and be distributed to investors in June once the fund closes. And then they will have the opportunity to trade it with other interested investors in this type of currency or this type of asset class. Um, They'll be able to trade it on registered exchanges that are allowed to trade security tokens.
0: Interesting. So speak to us about governance. What is happening in terms of regulation? How are these um, exchanges going to be regulated?
1: Um, so there is a set of rules um, that, you know, you have to follow. So this is a completely legal offering. Um, you know, with utility tokens, things are going, you know, Wyoming has a set of laws and the rest of the country has a set of laws. You know what I mean? So what here is very different. Um, you are governed. Like in the United States, for example, we can only have 99 investors, so which is why we have a higher investor minimum. Globally, we can have a lot more. Um, the laws vary by country to country, but we've basically taken the laws of the United States as the clear way that the fund is going to operate. And so for governance for these companies, um, we have a registered investment advisor who serves as the fund administrator, um, is responsible for issuing financial reports um, on the net asset value of the portfolio once a quarter. Um, you know, we, the fund itself, the 10% equity they're taking are common shares um, across the 30 companies, and the companies are required to report on performance to them. So it's a very regulated um, cryptocurrency offering, which is unlike many in the market. Um, but it's done so that you know there's there's no legal ambiguity in, in what we're doing.
0: So what does it mean that it has uh, the U.S. law is to have 99 maximum investors, but you said you you're expecting to have several thousand investors. Yeah, because
1: a lot of our investors are coming from internationally in the in the U.S. Um, you know, the SEC passed the Jobs Act. I don't know, maybe two years ago, three years ago or so. And that was meant to kind of allow startups to raise more capital. That was when equity crowdfunding became legal. Right. Um, they, changed, they changed a lot of rules. But there is still one cap that they kept in place that really comes um, from, uh, you know, a lot of these investment acts were actually written in response to the Great Depression and the financial crash in 1929. So they were, um, so that rule still exists that you can only have 99 investors in a private fund. Um, in, a, in a private offering, so we kept those rules. But globally, like in Europe, you can have a few thousand investors. Uh, in Asia, you can have as many as you want. So it just depends uh, country by country. What we've seen is that the, globally and internationally, there are a lot of there's a lot of capital, and there are a lot of investors that are you know looking for great deals. They have money. Um, they want to invest. You know, maybe their investment amounts are smaller. They're ten thousand, fifteen thousand, twenty thousand dollars. But they're look, and that's actually probably why you've seen cryptocurrency go, you know, haywire. You know, um, it's because investors are looking for other places to put capital besides the general stock market. And, um, we, you know, we, we're giving them an, off, an opportunity to do that internationally. So we have a lot of investors from Asia, the Middle East, um, you know, hobbies Japan, South Korea, Singapore, Hong Kong, a um, bunch of investors. And how do they Europe. find you? Um, I don't know. <laughs> honest, we, I mean, we have seen investors come in from everywhere. Obviously, we've done the work of, like, you know, we're on this podcast, we're doing press, we're talking about what we're doing. We are all alumni of 500 startups. We are, we, essentially, this portfolio, you could argue, was picked by 500 startups, right, because they picked the portfolio of companies that they were going to come in and have in their accelerator, and then those companies came together to create a second financial, like, you know, investment offering. Um,
0: and what was, in the- what's in the portfolio? Talk about the portfolio portfolio
1: companies. The portfolio is great. My company, OpenUp, is an ad tech company. We have a product called Riot Exchange, um, which allows you to trade your data for brands and is tied to a machine learning algorithm for ad targeting. Um, There's some really great companies in it. There's some great fintech companies. Uh, One is called WayPay, Canadian uh, payment solution that's growing very rapidly. Another company is called Payment24 that's out of South Africa that has a massive contract with the United Nations to provide a payment solutions for their freight and trucking. Um, we have a company called Fyodor Biotechnologies, which has invented a urine malaria test. So the first time that you can essentially, it's like taking a pregnancy test, except it's for malaria. You pee on a stick and you find out if you have malaria within 15 minutes. Um, there are companies, uh, there's a company called Public Goods, for example, that's trying to be the next proctor and gamble by eliminating all the branding out of um, p- consumer packaged goods and letting people buy it on a subscription basis. So there's insurance, uh, lots of fintech, a lot of data companies, um, and and then some companies in the marketing space, three or four blockchain companies as well, and then a few companies in the trucking and freight uh, logistics industry. And um, of these portfolio
0: companies, uh, can you talk about the external funding that they have raised outside outside of your pool, although um, you know whether total. it's angel or VC or whatever.
1: Yeah, so the companies have raised – in total, we've all raised
0: – No, I don't want to rate. have totals. I just I yeah. want to know company by company, which is the – No, you know, I, I mean, what, we what,
1: can't – if you were an investor, we could share some of that with you. But, you know, it's, it, it ranges from company to company. Companies are raised – have raised anywhere between 300000 to $3 million.
0: And is any venture capital funds part of this process? Yes. Yes. Who is that? Um, We
1: have like, you know, we have several venture, I mean, I I can't name them off the top of my head. If you go to our website at 22xfund.com, you can see a list of who, um, the different venture capital funds, strategic funds, city and state governments, um, angel investors that have put money in.
0: That's interesting that you don't know off the top of your head. That's kind of like a big validation point, isn't it? That venture capital funds are willing to work with with your model.
1: I mean, BMW Ventures is an investor. Um, you know, like 3 Capital is an investor. There's there's a variety. There's a variety. Of is products. any I'm Silicon Valley investors. investor and any of the regular Silicon Valley investors part of this? Or how do you define regular Silicon Valley investor?
0: Yeah, any of the big names in Silicon Valley.
1: Um, I mean, I don't know what, what that means exactly, but I know one company has like Tim Draper as an investor.
0: Has Tim Draper is investor. Draper or yeah, Draper be Jervison or Tim yeah, Draper I personally? DFJ.
1: I think DFJ is an investor. DFJ. In okay. Right. Um, but, you know, I guess the question has- that I'm
0: trying to get at and you will appreciate that from your journalistic background is that what does that what level of validation does this have or what level of adoption does it have no. from the Existing financing community. Well,
1: I don't think that the, the goal is – that's the whole point of blockchain. It's not about validation from the existing financial community. The, exist, the validation is really the fact that you have 30 companies that have come together to create an offering that's a new asset class that is being tokenized and is generating – is going to raise $35 million in capital. Well, um, so, that's that
0: not community. true. You're saying that that you're only putting in ten percent. All these companies are have to go out right now. They haven't got a penny uh, yet, so they but, have to keep going um, and they have to raise money outside. So you do need validation from the external community.
1: Um, we're getting that validation we're, the crypto. That was my question. Are, are you getting that validation? validation? Who are you getting no, that no, validation from? Like, well, I don't think we need to get this heated. Um, the. Why not? It's a podcast, for God's Go ahead. When you look at crypto investors, right, this is an interesting model because I think it's very relevant to where the industry is. Venture capital funds, their traditional institutions, pension funds, things like that. Overall, the crypto community has grown so much. You're
0: breaking away. Your line has suddenly started breaking up. Hello? 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 Yeah. Hello? Yes, you went cold for a while. Go ahead.
1: Um, yeah, I'm not sure what happened there. Uh, so essentially, like, when you think about what's happening with the crypto market, and the reason it's exploded in, in this way is that it represents an entirely different class of investors. Um, it's retail investors. It's a lot of people that, you know, mostly from outside the United States, who you know, have made money in business, you know, what, whatever it might be, but are looking to put money into private markets. And so they're speculating on currencies, they're speculating on coins through ICOs. But they're also just looking for real assets and investments. It's a totally different pool of people than the actual... I understand that. But, but, traditional. But, but try to understand my
0: question. Ashwini, try to understand my question. The question I'm asking is, for your portfolio companies, they have to keep going. So far, you're just in the process of closing a thirty-five million round. Oh, so I imagine they haven't got a penny yet from your fund. So they have to go out and raise money from the existing startup financing market. So the question is is precisely that, is that for these companies to keep going and keep growing, which is the asset that you are trading on your 22X fund. These guys need to be able to access capital from the regular market. They cannot only depend on you because you're not even ready yet. A
1: lot of, yeah, yeah. Um, So a lot of, like I said, every company has gone out and has raised money. We have several companies that have closed funds recently. I've closed a small round of funding. So people are raising from traditional Silicon Valley angels. Okay. They're raising from venture capital funds. They're raising from a lot of them are raising from strategics like you know like large large corporations. These are deals that are not are not announced yet, and I'm not at liberty to speak for that. But I can speak to what the fund is doing. Um, and we've also, like I said before, for the for the investors that were publicly allowed to announce that, you can see that on our website.
0: All right. Okay. So now we understand more or less the picture of what you're trying to do, and uh, and can report on it. So thank you for sharing your story. Thank you, listeners, for uh, listening, and uh, be sure to stop by at one of the free public roundtables of 1 million by 1 million. Go to the website, 1mby1m.com. Look at the free public roundtable schedule, and uh, we'll look forward to working with you at one of those sessions. Thank you very much for listening.
1: Thank you.